Hello, friends, and welcome to the Word for Life podcast. This is Pastor Anthony Scott. Certainly, I am so grateful that you all have decided to click on and join us this morning to hear the message entitled Fighting for My Future. Have you ever felt like you are in the fight of your life and all you want to do is to make it to the next season, the next dimension of your life? Take a listen to this podcast as we talk about fighting for our future. And took his two wives and his two female servants and his eleven sons and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them, sent them over the brook. I'm getting a lot of feedback. Can you help me? And sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left, here it is, alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint. As, that's important, he wrestled with him. As he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go. I'm sorry, y'all, I'm loud. For the day breaks, but he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, my name is Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with man and have prevailed. For the few moments that is ours to share together this morning, I want to preach a little while using as a subject, fighting for my future. I am fighting for my future. Many of us, my dear friends, often find ourselves in many different fights in our lives. And I want you to understand at the genesis of our time together this morning that this fight I'm talking about is not a physical or literal fight. But there are many of us that are fighting with things internally that we do not tell anybody about. I I, I know you're here. But there are some things in us that we are constantly fighting with every single day. And I often say to our church there in Houston that what do I do about the stuff I can't discuss? Because there are some things in my life that I've got to go through and I have to fight through and I've got to deal with that I can't share with anybody. Because what I'm going through seems like it's too much even for me to handle. And I don't want to burden those around me with my fight because I understand that they will take my fight and make it their fight. In fact... Beloved brothers and sisters, the Bible only commissions us to fight one fight. And that fight is in regards to the practice of faith. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse number 7 says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Because the reality is, friends, that when you have faith, you don't have to square up with the devil. You don't have to throw a punch. All you got to do is wake up in the morning and declare the name of the Lord. I want to let you know that this very moment, the devil right now is having a nervous breakdown over your life. 
I know you don't believe it because I can see the way you're looking at me. But the devil, when you laid down last night, he thought that he was going to snatch all the breath out of your body. He thought that a heart attack was going to kill you. He thought the depression and anxiety was going to keep up on you. But when you woke up this morning and your feet hit the floor, the devil had a nervous breakdown because everything he tried last night didn't work. Lean on somebody and tell him it didn't work. See, we got to understand here now that uh, Moses and the children of Israel help us understand this now, that when they put out the decree, he said they went back and he said, here is what I want you to do. Put the blood over your doorposts. That when the death angel comes by, he's got to pass over. And the reality is many of us ain't praising God today, but you need to praise him because the blood saved your life. I, I don't know who you are and who I'm talking to, but when you laid down last night, the only reason you got up this morning is because the blood saved your life. No wonder why when I was growing up, my grandmother used to sing, I know that the blood still the word fight, let the church shout fight. I said let the church shout fight. Come on, help me, y'all. Yeah, I'm, listen, I'm a Koji boy. You got to talk to me. I, I got to hear you. Uh, the word fight in the Greek, watch this, is pronounced agonizomai. Uh, the word fight in the Greek is pronounced agonizomai, and it means to contend for victory in a public battle. It means to contend for victory in a public battle battle. Now watch this. Many of the fights that we are going through, listen, you got to go through it in public, but you got to deal with it in private. See, many people don't understand the struggle of your life, that why they got to watch you fight and go through all the stuff you're going through. They don't get to be there with you late in the midnight hour when your eyes are crying and you don't know how you're going to see tomorrow. They're not there when you all by yourself. And it's nobody but God. But I want to give you this principle. Watch this. Never give a public face to a private fight. Did you hear what I said? Never give a public face to a private fight. Which means I can be going through hell. But I ain't going to show you. Look at somebody and tell them, look strong. I, I, I know you're going through hell. I know it ain't ever been this hard before in your life, but look strong. Come on, tell somebody, look strong. I know that you feel like breaking down on the inside. I know that you're tired and you want it to be over already. But whatever you do, look strong. This fight, my brothers and sisters, is always tough because in this social media and messy driven world, we must go through fights, the fights of our life in the face of others. Have you ever had to deal with being watched while you're wounded? Lord, I know y'all ain't been through nothing in Michigan. Have you? Have you been through something in Michigan? Because in my life, and I'm a young man, I done had to go through some stuff and be watched while I'm wounded. Ah, Jesus. That, 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 that's the tough part of life. That I don't even get to go through this by myself. Ah, but you're going to watch me while I'm wounded. 
You don't offer a hand to help. You don't offer to pay a bill. You just going to watch me. Be wounded. That, that, that's what Jacob was. He's wounded and fighting at the same time. And here is what I want to get to you. I, got, I need you to ask yourself the question. What if tomorrow could talk? In the fight you're in today, what if tomorrow could talk? Lord, I'm looking at some folks in this room that have been through some stuff in your life. And I want to ask you this. What would today's you tell yesterday's you? Lord, that, that, that's a loaded question. Because the reality is, after you finish going through what you've been through, you can look back over your life and you can tell yourself. See, here's what, when I start going through, I really don't need a preacher, a prophet, a priest, or a bishop. I done been through so much hell in my life, I can preach my own sermon. I'm not telling you not to come to church. You need to come to church. I'm just telling you that late in the midnight hour when you by yourself, you got to have your own word. Friends, allow me to take a moment to invite you, if you're ever in the Houston area, to join us at the Word of Life Church. We're located at 830 Turney Drive, Houston, Texas, 77038. Come and meet us at Word of Life, where we get word for life. Let's go back into the message, fighting for my future, and hear how it all concludes. Take care. All right, here we are in chapter number 32 of the book of Genesis. I'm coming around the mountain. We are introduced to a man by the name of Jacob. Jacob, in chapter 32, is on the run from his brother Esau. And Jacob finds himself in verse number 6 that Esau is on his way to where Jacob is his men, and his family. I want to submit to you that oftentimes, watch this, we're trying to move forward with unfinished business. And I need you to understand that your future don't want you until you are finished with your past. You'll know when the future is ready for you because the past will want you back. So here we are in verse number 14 and 15 now. Jacob tries to buy his way out of trouble with his brothers, with his brother Esau. But the reality is that you cannot buy your way into your destiny. You can only fight your way into your destiny. And so now before we begin our exegetical dissertation today, I want to moonwalk, if you will, back to chapter number 28 to set us up for where we're going. And in chapter number 28 in the book of Genesis, Jacob shows us, shows up to a place called Bethel. When he shows up to Bethel, the Bible records that Jacob falls asleep on a rock. I don't want you to miss that. I said when he shows up to Bethel, he falls asleep on a rock. I got something prophetically for you, and I don't know if you can handle it, but I need to tell somebody in the room that God is getting ready to give you rest in a hard place. Uh, so he falls asleep on a rock. Now, Bethel and Jabbat, which is our text today, Jacob now had a similar experience in both places. It is likened unto our lives that oftentimes we don't go through something one time. But God puts us through it multiple times. Why? Because you didn't learn a lesson the first time. 
Anybody ever been there? Anybody ever been in the late and the midnight hour? You telling God, Lord, if you get me out of this. Y'all ain't never prayed that prayer. Lord, if you get me out of this, I promise you. Y'all been there before? I promise you, I won't do it again. And as soon as he delivers you, he puts you right back in the same issue. But you know what I love about God? Is that the pain it caused me would never, never measure up to the lesson it taught me. Scott. In Bethel, Jacob saw a ladder. In Jabbok, he saw the Lord. In Bethel, he became a believing man. In Jabbok, he became a broken man. In Bethel, he became a son of God. But in Jabbok, he became a saint of God. In Bethel, here it is, this is my favorite. He died to his sins. But in Jabbok, he died to himself. In Bethel, he left with a spring in his step. But in Jabbok, he left with a lasting limp because God needed to get something to him. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but oftentimes when God is getting ready to give you something, he gives you pain first. Because in order for you not to squander the promise, he needs you to be able to identify and experience some pain. I told our church last week, the quickest way up is down. Lord have mercy, I got to get out of here. Sometimes God will put you in a position where you got to come face to face, watch this, with yourself. Because can I tell you that sometimes you don't need to be delivered from them, you need to be delivered from yourself. Because many of us need to be filled with the Holy Many of us, I'm going to preach it anyway, I don't care, I'm just asking. Many of us need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. But can I tell you that the Holy Ghost won't fill you if you fill of yourself. So God will make sure that you get all yourself out the way. Because God is trying to humble you. Can I hurt your feelings real quick? is that the root word of humiliation is humble. That's why you got to go through the fight in public because if nobody ever know that you've been through hell, you would be arrogant. And you can't be anointed and arrogant at the same time. Now, here we are as we enter into the text. Jacob now secretly leaves for a place called Canaan. Y'all know Canaan. It's a place that flows with milk and honey. It's the place in your life that we call there. I preached a message before, it's called a place called there. Because all of us are trying to get to that place. Where is that place in your life that's there? This is where I want it to be. This is what I've been praying for. This is what I've been fasting for. This is where I want to be. Jacob leads for a place called uh, Canaan. Then in verse number 22, we have here now a geographical uh, revelation. Because Jacob comes to a place called Jabbok. But if you look geographically and you look on the map, you will understand that Jabbok is in Canaan. So here he is wrestling in the place where he's trying to get, but he just don't know that he's already there. 
I came to preach to somebody that's crying over something and you don't even realize you already got it. Verse number 24, here we are, I'm almost done, I promise you. The Bible says that Jacob was left alone. Here's a painful question that I got to ask you. Can you really handle being alone? Because there are many of us that can't handle being alone. There are some people that you know, not sitting next to you, but on 475, they can't handle being alone. And can I tell you that sometimes you cannot get God's promise for your life because you keep trying to drag people into your promise that are not invited. God wants to bless you, but they are not invited. Because before you can get elevation, you got to go through isolation. I got to be okay by myself. Because by myself is where I got to deal with my internal battles. And there are many of us that only want to deal with the external issues of our life. But can you deal with the broken heart that you had 25 years ago and you never healed from it because you've still been surrounded by people. So I've got to go through isolation. And the Bible says in verse number 24, he was left alone and a man wrestled with him. He's alone. Listen. And the man wrestled forsake you. Watch it. But I will wrestle with you. Woo! I can shout all by myself. I don't need no music. I can shout all by myself right there. I won't leave you, but I'm going to make you fight for it. Because if you don't fight for your future, you won't appreciate it when you get there. So he leaves him alone, and there the angel of the Lord wrestles with him. It's interesting because there is a poem that says that your arms are too short to box with God. It, 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 it never said that he was fighting him, or he was punching him, or jabbing him, or uppercutting him. It said he wrestled with him. Now, now I, I'm not going to lie, Pastor. When I was growing up, I used to love wrestling. I know y'all too safe for that. I, I used to love wrestling. Hulk Hogan, R Macho Man, Randy Savage. Come on, Jimmy Fly Snooker. Y'all don't know nothing about that. You know, you know, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, that was me. I loved it. And at the beginning of every wrestling match, it never started with a punch. It started with a grapple. Have you ever woke up in the middle of the night and you can't move? Could it be that it's because God is wrestling with you? Because in the middle of the night, I'm going to wrestle 
Because it's not time for you to get up for work yet. So what we're going to do in the middle of the night is battle this anxiety in your life. I got to stop unless y'all call me long-winded. The Bible says, watch this, verse number 25, they are wrestling. The Bible says that the angel touched him in the hollow of his thigh. And his hip was out of joint. I don't know if you caught that. That's good preaching. He touched him in the hollow of his thigh. And his hip was out of joint. One more time. He touched him in his thigh. And his hip was out of joint. Be careful who you let touch you. Because some folk could touch you in one spot and mess up a whole nother area of your life that you... Better stop letting everybody touch you. I, I know Pastor done taught you already. You don't let everybody touch you. Don't you put your hands on me because I don't know what kind of demons you got. I don't know what kind of spirits you got. I don't know what you've been through. Don't lay your hands on me unless I know that you've been anointed by God. Stop letting folk touch you lest you start dealing with spirits that you didn't even know lived in your house. You ever seen something creep up in your children and you like, now nah, I know good and doggone well you ain't learned that from me. That's a spirit that you got from somebody that let you be, I triple double dog dare you. When you go home, open up your door and tell every demon, every imp, them all to get out of my house. You are not invited. You can't live here because as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So he touched him in his thigh, and his hip was out of joint. I got more. I see more in the text. He touched the hollow, the surface of his thigh, and the bone is out of joint. He touched him on the outside, and something on the inside was out of joint. Now, it take a whole demon for them to touch you on the outside. And the inside, I don't know if I got any single folk in the room, but just for adventure, I do. You better make sure that you be careful who you let touch you. So his socket was dislocated. Here it is. Wow. He's weak, but he's still winning. He's tempted, but he's still triumphant. Have you ever had to be a limping warrior? Can, can, can I talk to some parents in the room, some mothers in the room, some fathers in the room who had to keep doing everything for your family while you were limping? You got surgery in two weeks, but you still got to cook. I got to sing in the choir, but I'm limping. You ever had to be wounded, but you still got to worship. 
and you're trying to figure out, Lord, why don't you release me? It's because I need you to fight while you're limping. The angel said to him, let me go for the day breaks. The Bible says that Jacob tells him, I will not let you go until you bless my soul. I need you to understand, friends, that your future keeps fighting you because it wants to make sure that you are delivered from your past. I told our church last week that there is a significant difference between avoidance and deliverance. Some of us avoid, but we are not delivered. Because when I am delivered, I can look it straight in the face and tell it no. We need to be delivered. And so I just came to tell somebody this morning that uh, we are fighting for our future. That's what I want. And uh, you got to go through some pain to get some power. You got to go through some hurt to get to your healing. Sometimes you got to deal with some devils to get to your deliverance. You got to deal with some haters in order to go higher. Sometimes, sometimes you got to go through a little hell before God will lift you higher. And that's the same place Jacob was because Jacob was a trickster. Jacob was a liar. He was so much so that even, let me find it first, that even in his birth, the Bible says that Jacob reached out and grabbed the heel of Esau. Because he was a supplanter. And the Bible says that he reached out to grab his heel. Because he wanted to be first. And so now, my beloved friends, we got to be careful in our lives. Because God needs you to fight for your future. And the Bible says that when Jacob was wrestling with the angel, he told him, I will not let you go until you bless my soul. That word bless in the Hebrew, it means Rock. And so the blessing was not money. The blessing was not a house. The blessing was not a car. But that word Barak in the Hebrew means to bend at the knees. So when he told the angel, I won't let you go until you bless my soul. He was telling him, I won't let you go until I got the anointing I came here for. And I don't know who I'm preaching to. But I came to tell somebody that there is an anointing wrapped up in this fight. The fight that you're in right now. There's oil in the fight. And you can't leave until you get the oil out of that fight. And so the Bible says that as they wrestle, he changed Jacob's name from Jacob to Israel. I came to tell somebody that the Lord is changing. 
and you no longer shall be who you used to be. There's a revelation in the name because the Israel is with E-L and L is a derivative of God. That's why we call him El Shaddai and Elohim. Yes, we did. So El represents God. I came to tell somebody that today the Lord is changing your name. I dare somebody to change your name and look at somebody and tell them my name is El Scott. Because after this fight, I got more God than I had before. My name is added an L because now there's an anointing that lives in me. And I'm so glad that the Lord changed my name from who I used to be to who I am. Like bread, 
years ago, they hung him high, they stretched him wide, he bowed his head, for me he died, but that's not how the story is, cause three days later, he rose again, somebody open up your mouth and shout Jesus. Friends, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this message, Fighting for My Future. It is our prayer that you were encouraged and inspired by the word of God. I certainly know and believe and trust that oftentimes in your life, you are in the fight of your life. And it seems like the walls are closing in and the bottom is falling out and you're wondering which way to go. I just want to encourage you today. Whatever you do, just don't stop moving. Whatever you do, just don't quit and you will see victory after a while. Again, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Word for Life. I want you to continue to listen and subscribe so that we can be found in the humongous database of Apple Podcasts. That's all for now, friends. Be blessed. Take care. And whatever you do, stay with God.